Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He can run. Like he's, and he's a strong guy. That's the one thing you don't uh, watch. You see the, you know, I think it was last week, guy comes off the edge at Washington and has him in the grass down in the red zone. And he kind of just shakes a big guy off. Uh, but he, he, he's strong. He can shake guys off. Uh, he's decisive when he runs. He still can accelerate. You see him accelerate out of some things and hit and make positive yards. Uh, and I think that's what, you know, in the, in the run game, that's what makes him good. And when he gets outside the pocket and he can find some play, some guys downfield, you know, he can throw on the move. And that's really, you know, with those guys, that's really the biggest thing. You, you got to keep him in the pocket. Uh, you can't allow him to get outside because now the whole field op- opens up to him. And then uh, if you're covering, you're in a, you're in a bad position. Oh, yeah, that's Terrell Austin discussing Marcus Mariota. And, Max, I got to tell you something. This guy's better than I thought. You know, he kind of – you don't – because we don't see Atlanta very often, right? So you just kind of yeah. like you're kind of reacquainting yourself with guys and, you know, you, you watch them from afar, but you don't really get into the meat of the matter until all of a sudden you're, you're facing him. And you see somebody like Marcus Mariota, and I kind of had written him off a little bit you know, uh, a year or two ago, didn't, you know, just didn't really follow him, what he's going on. But, you know, one of the things about this Atlanta team, they have something that nobody else in the NFL has, and that's four guys who have rushed for at least 300 yards. And one of those guys is Mariota, who's averaging 5.1 yards per carry and four rushing touch- touchdowns. Uh, that's something that, that should, uh, you know, get the notice of all Steelers defenders. No, I mean it, it should, and and watching him, he is such a he, he he's such an adept runner. Um, you know they run a lot of RPO. I would call I, I would I would lean to call it more double option, not mm-hmm. necessarily true triple option, even though they do have some of that in there. Right. Um, but he's just he's one of those guys. He's a manager, and he's also he is always a threat to run, and that's one of the things that's going to make it difficult for the Steelers defense is you can't be as aggressive, right, like you were with Matt Ryan. You can't right. you can't just rush the box. Like, you have to rush contain. 
You have to you have to play your gaps. You have to be very gap sound because that's what this Atlanta offense is predicated on. It's predicated on you not jumping in the gap that you're supposed to, trying to trying to play peekaboo mm-hmm. in a different gap, and then they gash you. Um, so it, it's going to be a tough challenge. And knowing that he is he does not have the prowess in the air, you must be aware of his feet. No question about it. I think that's astute advice, the things that you were just talking about. You know, you look at him, and uh, it's not like he's the greatest thrower out there. I mean, in the passing game for the Falcons, uh, we're looking at uh, less than – they have not even gone over 250 yards yet this season. But you got some guys out there like Cordero pa- – Cordero, is that right? Am I getting that right? Cordero, Cordero, yeah, okay. Cordero. Yep. All right, I just got, I got to get my enunciations correct, get them correct, the mundo before we go down there. But Cordero Patterson is a guy, a legitimate threat, whether he's catching the ball, whether he's returning kicks, whether he's running from the backfield. This guy is also another, you know, five hundred plus yard rusher, and a guy that uh, has, he's got five hundred six yards and, and five TDs, but. He's he's one of those guys that you really got to set up and take notice about. No, you, no, you, you do, you do. You have to you have to know where he is, wherever he lines up. You have to understand that's probably window dressing <laughs> because he is. They're going to motion him either across the formation or back into the backfield. They're going to utilize him in a lot of different spaces. It's not going to just be. He's a receiver. Don't look at the 8-4 and get confused. Oh, this is just a receiver. No, 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 no. This is this is an 84 that is a weapon. He is just an offensive specialist. Yes. Um, <laughs> to put it and he's also a punt returner, a kickoff and punt returner as well. So, you have to be on your P's and Q's about where he is and he will line up he he will motion from a slot, line up in the backfield and rush the football on on a traditional power or a gap scheme. He will also Stay in the backfield, then motion out, and then he will run wide receiver routes in an ISO situation. Like he does it all for them. He's one of the guys that he is a key on what they want to do. When he comes into motion and comes back out of motion, guess what? They're probably going to throw a swing pass to him. Like there's so many different ways they, they deploy him, and they use a lot of window dressing. They'll get it a full house backfield, right? You know, oh, yeah. They, they'll get the, yeah, they're not afraid to mix it up and confuse you. Um, you know, because Tyler Algier is their lead rusher, but Cordero Patterson is their most dynamic rusher. You know, you look at this team, and again, the, the lacking the, the huge offensive output as a passing team, they certainly make up for it as a running team. Besides the fact that you got four guys with 300-plus yards rushing, which nobody else in the NFL has, and despite the fact that you have not gone over 250 yards of passing yet, this is a team with an offensive line. They get after it. You got some big boys. They come out. You're rushing. They average 160 yards a game, which, by the way, is what the Steelers are averaging over the last four. We got a clash of, uh, I don't know, two running teams <laughs> that are going to yeah. gonna meet up in the Mercedes-Benz Dome there, my friend. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, these teams kind of mirror each other as far as what they want to get accomplished. We do it in a less exotic manner than what the Atlanta Falcons do. But I think the biggest equalizer, what the difference has to be, is going to be Kenny Pickett through the air. The yes. decision-making, how he how he distributes the ball in the air is going to be the difference because that is something that they have not cracked the code with Marcus Mariota. And if you can crack that code um, – 
for us. You look at Taylor Heineke last week. He unlocked it with Terry McLaurin and company. Mm -hmm. They were able to get the victory. And, you know, for us, having Deontay, having George, having Pat, right, you have three very viable guys who can go and, and just absolutely demolish you if, if if given the opportunity. And I think that's where we have to kind of lean on because I look at Hall and Terrell on the, on the outside, and Terrell's probably going to draw Deontay and probably get George in a couple of situations when they mm-hmm. go man. But they're a big zone quarters team. They don't want to press you too much, and especially if you have George Pickens. He, they're not going to let A.J. Terrell – man up George Pickens, um, a lot of opportunities. I think he can hang with Deontay a little bit, and that's where the play action is going to be key. But it's uh, you know, it, it's something that I think that is the biggest X factor is whoever passes for more yards in this game is going to win it. I think, I think you're exactly correct. Look, uh, you know, the Steelers, again, making big waves with a rushing game that has been missing through a large part of the season. But that's okay. Better late than never. You know what I'm talking about? You, you kind of like develop. Yeah, you develop it along, and you get your mojo rolling, and then you kind of catch steam with, uh, you know, adding some wrinkles here and there as the season goes along, though you you keep nailing down your, your basic plays, the ones that are your bread and butter, the things that are giving you the most yards per carry type of thing. And then you get after it, and I think right now the Steelers are starting to feel a little bit of what I want, a little offensive momentum. You know, as far as how they are able to come out. Remember when we were always talking about we can't get out of the out of the starting gates at the beginning of the, of the season. Yeah, you know, I mean, like we only got what last yeah. year was seven points in the first quarter through I don't know how much three quarters of the season. Um, that's not a problem anymore. Or, uh, apparently, it's not been a problem. The problem has kind of shifted to the second half, but that's something we can <laughs> we can get to. You know, it's like always something. You know, you ever notice how it's always something, you know, like like during the season. I remember one time I jammed my finger, you know, I kind of dislocated a finger. And it's and it's like for the next 15 weeks of the season, it just kept popping out at least one time a week. You know what I mean? It's like going, yeah. really? And it's just something like, you know, it's not the ankle because maybe I twisted one in, in training camp and then the ankle's feeling better. But then the finger comes along and it's always something. Yeah, I mean, there's always something. I mean, I, I only, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I where mean, do you go I mean, with what, that, what, right? Where do you go with that? Is it, it, it's like Murphy's Law, right? I yes. mean, it just, it, it, it's frustrating. <laughs> I think that's the best way to put. Is it, is, is that appropriate, Wolf? Frustrating? Yes, very, very. Two steps forward, two yeah. steps back. No, you no, know, you gotta go. Just, you can only go one back because then you're always losing ground. Neutral, that that is know? true. Then you're back in neutral. Yeah, two steps forward, one step back. There yeah. we go. Yeah, my math skills there. Are, are well, I, I was also. I think I was. I, I think I indirectly hummed a Paula Abdul song too. So that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my heavens! Mark the tape, Wes. Wes, mark the yeah. tape on that one. <laughs> Oh, oh God, man! We, Paula we are a hot Abdul, mess on Friday are you morning. kidding? <laughs> well, she just did the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I mean, it was True. it was kind of fresh in my head. I guess I don't know. My daughters loved it. Well, how um, about Mariah Carey? At least she's you know she's like Miss Christmas or something like that. She's like on apparently, some yeah. I mean, she she was definitely you know the main attraction from a song that you know, is definitely like over 20 years old. Right. My daughter's love. But you know what the funny thing? So let me just sidebar this real fast. Oh, that's this, okay. This we got plenty of sidebar to do. Yeah. So so full disclosure, 
we're watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Mm -hmm. And my daughter absolutely loves Mariah Carey's album. Uh, She has never seen Mariah Carey, like, live or on television. She's only seen the album cover, you know, that pops up, you know, when when you're driving and playing the song. So she (laughs) – my wife, my wife was so sick about this. <laughs> she, uh, she, she comes. Waverly, my, my wife's like, Waverly, come in here. You know, Mariah Carey's on singing your favorite song. She's like, Oh, okay. She runs in and she's like, Wow, she's old. <laughs> oh, wow. oh my god! Oh. oh my god! Tiff wanted to die. She was, <laughs> she was like, I thought she looked good. I was like, Hun, this is a ten-year-old. I was like, you have to understand, like, she's like, she's only seen an album cover that's probably been airbrushed, and it's also a photo from, like, you know, two decades ago. So she has a different perception of Mariah Carey. She has not grown up with Mariah Carey like you have, you know, watching her through all of her album, you know, and, and, and life journey. Like, she only sees a snapshot, so you can't take it, but... Boy, oh, boy, you could have told her in the moment. I mean, her heart sank, and I was just like, yeah, sweetie, you know, uh, she's been performing for a long time. You know, I didn't know how to save it. I was just like, wow, that has to be a dagger shot. Um, (laughs) You you want to talk out of massive babes. Uh, uh, Tunch's daughter, Natalie, I'll never forget this. We're over somewhere, and there was a lady that was at the house, and um, Natalie was just like, I don't know, three, four years old, maybe four or five, something like that. And, and and we're over there, and Natalie was about to say something about um, somebody who was uh, have had a few extra lbs on. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And Sharon, the, the mom, Sharon, like giving her the evil eye. <laughs> Natalie's like, like, and then she just pipes up in this little voice, says, "Somebody here is not very skinny." <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that touch. He almost oh, died. He almost died. Oh like, my like, god! Rah, 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 rah. Quiet. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah, there's nothing you can do at that point. Like you try and it's like it's like trying to catch a fumble with greasy fingers. You know what yep, I'm saying? Like exactly. it's just you have no shot. You have no shot, and you can't. And, and it's like and children are so unjaded, right? They just literally stream of consciousness. They think it. They say it. It's pure. But it's like, man, can it cut? It can cut deep. Eh, boy, oh boy. Yeah, like my, like my one. I, I forgot my my youngest. I'll never forget. This is probably a couple years ago. Uh, Quincy. Quincy comes up, and I'm sitting in a chair in an unflattering position. I'm half sleep, and she sits on the chair. She puts her ear up to my stomach, and I'm like, "What are you? What What are you doing, Quincy?" She's like, "I'm listening for the heartbeat." I was like, "There's no baby in here." <laughs> I was, I was like, okay. For the apparently, apparently, I need to go ahead and get, and get my life together. That's when I bought a bike and there started riding go. a bike. Oh gosh, oh, I mean, but 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 that, but that is, you know what? That is the ultimate true joy, right? Oh, I mean, we're, we're in this Christmas season. We're talking about things we're thankful for because yes. you know the holiday. It is the holiday season. I turned on my music right after Thanksgiving. I don't play Christmas music before Thanksgiving. Right. Um, I'm just a purist like that. Um, but you know, it's just things you're thinking. I, I am so thankful for my, for my two girls. Yeah, um, yeah they, they are, they are tremendous. And of course my wife as well. I mean, you know, cause they just, they, they it's like at the right moment, they have like expert comedic timing without knowing they have expert comedic timing. Isn't that you the know, truth? Might, oh, I mean, and, and it's just, it, it just, it warms your heart. It gets you motivated. 
And, you know, I am so appreciative of them because, like I said, I mean, they've, I just told you two things. I mean, I could go rattle off a million different things that they've done um, that just that just makes you happy, makes you proud. And it just it put, puts everything in focus, right? The stress of everything, of life, of work, and everything else. They just put it in perspective, and you realize what you're doing it for. And uh, it, 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 keeps, it keeps you going. You know what I'm saying? It just keeps, it you, does. keeps you going in the right direction. You know, one of the funniest things, we got a, we got one of these birds, you know, like parrots. And, yeah. it, you know, my, my son Maximus, we got him one. I forgot what they call it or whatever, but it's a, it's like a parrot, right? So It's a mockingbird yeah, at some point. Well, he really is because uh, yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. I, I come down the stairs, right? And, and the good lady Faith, my wife, is talking to, to Habakkuk is his name. Max named him Habakkuk after the Old Testament minor prophet Habakkuk, right? So he names him Habakkuk. So she's sitting there going, hello, Habakkuk, pretty boy, pretty boy. Oh, you're so pretty. And, you know, you hear this, he's making little noises. And I walk up and go, how come you never say that to me, honey? I say that to my wife, right? And all of a sudden I hear this, <laughs> the bird's laughing at me. The bird's laughing at me. That, that lousy bird. Come on. Oh, yeah, exactly. Listen, that, that, that bird has no chill, and that, that's the one thing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I couldn't get birds. Birds are very judgmental. Let's let's just they let's are. just take a they take are. a moment. They sit there on their high perch, yep. right, looking down on everyone else in life. You know what I'm saying? Or when they're in the air, they're looking down. They're always looking down on us. So yep. then you decide, hey, you know what? I want to take care of said creature. I want to nurture it. I want to give it a home. I want to make sure that it has a long, full life. By the way parrots and macaws they live like forever like you have to like oh. kind of put them in your will and bequeath them to somebody they live so if long. i don't kill them uh, first <laughs> that is true unless you find a reason for you know a good old fried macaw sandwich you know um but they are just they, they, they're they just and they look at you with that big eye out of one side you yep. know they give you that side all, eye man they give you they, they are the originators of the side eye there you go and, and I can't, I can't take it. I can't take it. That's, that's why I can't have a bird in the house. My girl's like, oh, my God, we want a bird. I say, absolutely not, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punch the bird in the face, and that's not going to be good for <laughs> Because while he's looking at you, every now and then he's got a little bell in the cage. He goes over and rings the bell. Yeah, and he, and yeah exactly. Think, oh, that's so cute the first couple of times. Then after a while, he's ringing that stupid thing, and you want to ring his neck. He, Leave the bell alone. Because he, he knows. He knows you are, you are now a slave to his to his becking call. Like he just and he's just sitting there on a the little wood perch, just a little side shuffle, a little side sachet over there. <laughs> ding with the beak. Ding with the beak. Oh gosh. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, I've now I've now thank you for that therapy session. I can now get up off the couch. Um I need for my PTSD from birds that talk. <laughs> I need I need a little room from that. You know what I mean? I yeah. turn around my house. I mean we got we got pets. And it's like it's like yeah. Doctor Doolittle. Yeah. You know, came to well, the house. Well, you got a menagerie. You got a menagerie. Oh man, it, it's they, they just drive you crazy. But anyhow, regardless yeah. of that, getting back to the Falcons, of course, yeah, we, yes. we get the Falcons. An another pet we want to clip its wings off. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Yes. Please proceed. Yes, <laughs> proceed with it. Um, number one, I think you and I both agree. You gotta you gotta put something on Marcus Mariota. It's going to be interesting to see how Terrell Austin deals with it. You know what I mean. I mean, he, you know, yeah. from the very beginning, he's talking about the fact that he's stronger than you think. He can run. But you know how it is. It's going to come down to, like you said, maintaining those rush lanes, you know, the mush rush, get that on, you know. Uh, you're going to yeah. have to also decide how you're going to play those those mesh points on the option. you got to have the end man on the line. you got to have the inside linebackers. Everybody knows what you got to do because you know the Steelers are going to hit that. 
they're going to, you know, yeah. you either slow play it or you crash the mesh point. But you know what? You got to hit Mariota. You just got to hit him. Yeah, and the biggest thing is if you're the E-mole on the backside, end man on the line of scrimmage on the right. backside, you cannot close. You cannot close. You got to squeeze. Play contain because Marcus Mariota on any of those option plays is reading that guy for yep. whether he wants to pull it or hand it off. So you've got to be disciplined. You can't take more than two steps upfield to contain the rush. And then from there, you either you either bowl down because that means counteraction is coming towards you yep. or some type of backside guy is coming to cut you. Or Mariota is going to pull it out the backside and run a quarterback at eight or nine is what we call it when they when they pull it and run it the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Like you have to you have to and he he loves to do it. He did it against Washington a number of times and had some big ten plus yard gainers um, in that game to keep the sticks moving for them. So it's one of those things where either you have a spy. I I I would like to uh, I'd like to recommend and nominate Miles Jack for that assignment. Right. Um, or you're going to have to play very tight in, in, in your crew. And like you said, mush up the middle because they love double teams. They yes. love – in fact, at one time in the Washington game, they actually triple teamed out of a sub-4-2 nickel, right? Right. They actually had four down linemen. They uncovered the center. They had backer they had backer off to the left sitting over the three technique. They had another backer that was kind of in and out the box, kind of halfway between the slot to take away the, the uh, quick slant. Mm-hmm. And – they literally the offensive line from center to left tackle over. They triple teamed to D tackle. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what? I was like, they triple nice. teamed to D tackle. That's nice. Wouldn't you love yeah. to have that all the time? Oh my gosh! But I was like, we wouldn't play like that. But the yeah. other good thing is we'll also get a lot of base Oki, which I like. Yeah. Um, because of the way that they run formations and everything. But Wolf, we got to stop. Oh, just when we're going to go back to the birds. <laughs> I know, I know. Just you know, the, hey. The, this segment's for the birds now. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was low hanging yeah. fruit, man. That, that was. That you're was. getting better at that. That was two hand. That was two hands too. I didn't even have. To, I didn't have to reach. Just fell right there, right in my lap, like a nice punt return, you know. Um, but uh, no, we're step back. We're going to continue to break down the Falcons and Steelers matchup happening this Sunday in Mercedes-Benz Stadium at one o'clock, taking on the Dirty Birds, the Falcons. You're in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN and SNR Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're moving the right direction. Obviously, we're not nowhere near a finished product. We're still leaving leaving some points out there, leaving some plays out there. And we're obviously working and evolving and trying to, to minimize those plays. But I think as a general trend, I think we have to say we're we're running the ball better. We're doing some things better, which is opening up some other options in the past game. So I think we're we're trending. We got a long, long way to go. Obviously, we got to win more games, but we're we're moving the right way. I think we've we've made some progress the last couple of weeks. And that's Matt Canada. No doubt, the Steelers have uh, made progress in the last several weeks. Max, one of the things they're doing is they're averaging about a hundred and a buck sixty uh, rushing over the last four games. Um, that's pretty dead gum good. That's some serious mileage you're getting on the ground and the passing game has been working as well now it's obvious it's got to be yeah you know I mean you want to take some more shots down the field and 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 so forth and this could be a good time to do it coming up uh in the Mercedes-Benz dome because I think there's some uh 
There's some open grass. Some uh, as, as the Outlaws used to say, which was one of my favorite bands, high, green grass and high tides forever, my friend. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, listen. This is what we wanted, Wolf. I think this is what we wanted all the way back in, in yesteryear of training camp. We yeah. seem so wow. far far long gone. Um, this is this is what we wanted to see. We wanted to see what this run game could be. And we thought Najee Harris is a dynamic guy to build this offense around. And, of course, Kenny Pickett, when he would be inserted, how he would be inserted, you know, was all the postulations. But we knew that one thing we are going to be able to hang our hat on was whoever was at quarterback – the run game would be there to support it. And did that happen early on this year? No, it did not. Still a lot of a lot, a lot of kinks to work out. Offensive line had to come together. Running backs had to also trust said offensive line. But now we're bearing the fruit, right? We yep. set this in the crock pot just like some good old pot roast. Mm. Threw in some veggies. And we're just waiting for the juices and everything to come together to make that stewed beef that we've been waiting for for the last six hours or you could say the last three months. Um, and now it's starting to come together. We're starting to see the meat and potatoes of this team is the run game. That's one of the things when we talked about how can you, what, what, are our, what are our core concepts that we can hang our hats on? Well, now we're seeing that the run game is something that can be depended upon, that it can be consistent. It is a tool that can be pulled at any point. And guess what? Well, even better than that, it doesn't matter who's in the backfield running. That's the best part about it. Yep. Whoever lines up at the running back position and is, is slated to run said football on any given play, there's going to be success. <laughs> Najee, Jalen, Benny, Anthony, Temptations, whoever wants to run the football back there, they are going to have an opportunity because this offensive line is on the same page. And they're road grading. They're double teaming. They understand how to get off on their double team blocks. They understand also seal responsibilities on zone they understand the flow dynamics and it's it's something that is a thing of beauty and when you and when you look at it that's something that we're carrying into this game that the opponent is also carrying but i think i'm going to be partial and say that ours is better because we don't need a wide receiver to run for us <laughs> you know by the I way mean, we do have jet sweeps we do have jet sweeps but no it's not a priority it's a change up all right now you you diverted me when you went to the crock pot roast beef because I start thinking about... Did you not hear oh, anything after I, I said I heard the a little bit road? about it, but I was thinking about <laughs> hooping. My, my mom and my sister, right? They make this yeah. fantastic... Have you ever heard of a roast beef sundae? Oh, my God, no, but it sounds right, absolutely right, right. delicious. Now, now Tell me imagine more. Imagine this. Tell yes. me more. Okay. You got yourself a bowl, right? So you got some garlic yes. potatoes. You can go regular taters, but I, I enjoy the garlic oh. mashed potatoes, you know, the Oof. that... Oh, yes. yeah. So now... You got yourself a whole crock pot of roast beast, right? It's been simmering all yeah. night. And you got the oh. and it's all the flavored juices. And then you get yourself some gravy made up. So you put that bowl that the the uh, garlic potatoes into a bowl and then you cover it and smother it with roast beef and then the gravy. And then you put a dollop of uh, uh, like sour cream on top, and then oh. oh, and then you got a little cherry, a uh, little little cherry uh, tomato on top. Okay. Oh my God. Let me tell you, that'll stick with your, that'll stick to your gizzard the whole day. That'll, man, I'm oh. telling you what, that's just, it's just wonderful. You need to make a trip to Hoopies with me, and we got to have some roast beef Sunday. That would be all. Oh. Dude, Man. Yes, yes, I, 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 I'm all in. Yes, I'm all in. Please <laughs> let me know what date I need to be there. I need to book my ticket. 
I'm also gonna gonna just I'm just, you know I'm just gonna bring I'm just gonna bring a sleeping bag. I'm not even gonna I'm gonna book a hotel room. I'm just gonna bring a sleeping bag because I know that I'm gonna go instantly to sleep after I have that. So just prepare absolutely. myself mentally for that. That sounds absolutely astounding. And you know I pro- I probably changed a little bit. I probably throw throw also a little sprinkling of cheese like sprinkles. Oh oh yes, I'm sorry Sunday I forgot effect. the cheese. I totally oh. forgot. You're right. Oh, oh yes. You, you know oh. you. You are. Yeah, hey, 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 hey. What, hey. A, what a wild man you are. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I forgot the cheese. Man, oh, man. Where's my? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's that, just. That, but the but sour that, that cream is so good on top of that. Let me tell you. Well, because it has that extra creaminess like with the mashed potatoes, right? You know, right. It just it gives you a top and a bottom, you know, of creaminess, oh. which that just sounds astounding. My, 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 I am salivating right now. And I, I am don't even too, know man. I'm like thinking about this. Oh, God, Zooks. Now I'm all hungrified and everything. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So moving right along because I've run just game. totally run, I've game. run us right run off game. the rails on that one. Yes. Let's run back onto the tracks here. It's the rushing attack for the Steelers that we're talking about. Yes. You know, we you mentioned it earlier, and I, I, I concur with you, but that, you know, they got the full house backfield. You got a man to the right, you got a man to the left, you got a man behind the quarterback. It's kind of like it's like a huddle, uh, you know, in a in a uh, in the backfield all by themselves. Yeah. They got their own huddle. Yeah. Exactly. They have their own scrum. They have their own <laughs> scrum. If we're using rugby terms, right? Yeah. And that, that that's like uh, you know, one time Tunch and I were in New York City. Did you ever see those guys who play a three card money? You know, people bet oh, yeah. on which thing is is under which card or a cup. You know, and you can't yeah. – the guy moves it around so fast. And we were, like, just staring at that. And that, that guy was really good. But that's what happens, it, it seems like, when you have a backfield like that. You got people going all different ways. And from the linebacker level, it's got to be a real bear to, like, follow the ball. That That's where I think you have to have clear, de- clear, decisive roles, right? Yes. When you get into that, okay, who's got the – who who's got that 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 left back who has the right back? and who's targeting on the QB and also who's targeting on the running back, which is a lot of things to do, right? Yes. But you do have – because they have so many guys in the backfield, there's less guys out on the edges. Yep. So you're thinking about your nickel responsibilities have to have to now come in. So Arthur Millette now has to come down into the line of scrimmage, and he has to have a clear, defined role. Whoever's playing backside support as well has to also see that. So if you're Terrell Edmonds or even Minka, if, if KZ is playing the deep – the deep safety, like you have to have all these pieces moving in unison and you have to just rep it. Like that's one of the biggest things. Like you have to rep, 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 rep in practice. And that's what I hope the Steelers have been doing this week is working on how do you key the, how, how do you key the pitch man? And how do you, how do you yep. key the actual quarterback? Because those are the things that are you going to attack him or are you going to play force flow and then have somebody scrape over the top so that you can prevent the pitch and, and funnel it back inside to where all the bodies are. That's going to be the big chess match that I'm going to be watching to make sure I, I, I identify that for you guys so we can give some schematics during the broadcast. But that's what I'm going to be looking at because I think that's a key thing and a key element that you don't see all the time yep. for the Steelers. And you have to remember, last time we saw the Atlanta Falcons was 2018. Yeah. So it's been four years since the last time we've seen them. And Marcus Mariota was a Tennessee Titan. Like, we that's saw right. him – we saw him this is his third team two teams ago so it's been a while that we have not seen him so you have to re-familiarize yourself with him 
and then also this team in general because, you, I mean, you, ha- you we have some guys on the other side. We, we, we'll talk about them. We'll ID individual matchups a little bit later. But there's some guys on that side of the ball. This isn't the – the last, the team that we saw, you know, that we've been watching. If you watch Sports Center or any of the, like where they were just completely decimated and injured on defense for years, right? Their secondary just seemed to be a triage unit for years. This is a different team. They they've made they made some adjustments. Arthur Smith has now come in as the head coach, and they've been working on this. Now they're year two in this system with Arthur Smith, and so they're looking like a way better team. And there's a reason why, you know outside of the records of everybody in the, in the NFC South, they're yeah. still in the hunt for a divisional game. So this game matters to them. You know, just because you see the record five and seven and think, oh, we're out. No, the Tampa Bay Bucks are only five and six because they had a bye already. So they're very <laughs> much alive in the <laughs> NFC South. So they're going to come and try and defend the nest at home down there in Atlanta. So we have to be ready for a dogfight against them. Absolutely. You know, I, I look at this team. This they They should, in my mind, this is a game that the Steelers definitely should win. Now, I, I say that knowing the fact that this is a, a run first team. This is a run second team, run third team. <laughs> I mean, these guys run the ball. I, I, they're second in the league in the most attempts. You know, they're, they're, they're very productive in that running game. But again, I think the passing game can be the differential. And I don't see anybody. The, it's not like the, the Falcons aren't chewing it up up front. I mean, they've only yeah. got one one guy that's a sack master, really. I mean, you got two guys that Lorenzo Carter is one guy. He's three and a half sacks, but Grady Jarrett's a guy, if you ask me up yeah. front. Grady Jarrett is, uh, you know, he reminds me. Let, let me let me throw this in. If if you had to put a little Hindu to it, you know, like what he reminds you of, you know, I yeah. I look at him. He's a little bit like Grady Jarrett reminds me of John Randall and Aaron Donald, kind of like a cross between the two, um, just in body type and and quickness and twitchiness um those guys uh Grady Jarrett's formidable down there he gets penetration he can do a lot of damage that's right John Donald can do a great job in in, in the hole or are we saying Aaron Randall which one we call yeah. him <laughs> oh you I told you I'm <laughs> yeah trying, I got I'm trying you, to you were looking you were guy. looking at the depth chart like, I was who is John Donald I was you were right on it I was going who's John Donald who did I miss <laughs> oh my god there's another guy on this defense we have to worry about no uh I just simply combined the names together of the two guys you compared that was to. sheer brilliance. Uh, <laughs> but, no, you're right. I think Grady Jarrett is that lead dog on the defensive line. He's the one that's going to hunt every single time. He's looking to split double teams. He knows how to press back into the action when you're trying, when you're trying to hook him on outside zone schemes. Yep. So he's going to be a guy that you have to put some attention. If you're the tackle, you know, you have to put extra attention on staying square creating that half-man relationship. Because also in the pass rush, he has a devastating long-arm stab. Yep. So if he is going to get outside edge on you, he's going to come with the long-arm stab, and he's going to try and press you back into the quarterback and constrict that pocket for Kenny Pickett, which then forces flow to his backers, and that's where you have problems. So whether it's Ebikidi, am I getting that right? Gosh, I can't stand these names. Ebikidi, Ar- yeah, I, it's close enough. Arnold, Arnold. Ebikidi, he's a second Arnold. rounder. Yeah. Arnold. Hey, Arnold. Hey, Arnold is over there. Yeah. And uh, that, so he's going to press flow into him. But also Lorenzo Carter, like you said, another guy who's very adept at playing against the run. He knows how to wrong shoulder into counter schemes. So you have a guy in the you have a guy in the middle and Grady Jarrett who can then press back into him. So that's going to be a tough task if he's sitting in that three technique. 
Yep. Or if they do bump into their base Oki, because they're a 3-4 team as well, and he's playing that four to almost five technique on the outside, yep. that's something you got to be – you have to account for where he's at. He is interesting because he's only six foot tall. You know, it's not like yeah, he's – yeah, Bowling ball. Yeah, he's a bowling, bowling ball. ball. Boy, he's as sharp as a bowling ball, I tell you. He's Foghorn <laughs> yeah, Leghorn. Exactly. One of my favorites. Right. By the way, Foghorn Leghorn, what do you think? Oh, I told you, defensive end. Defensive end? Okay. I got my, de- I got my defensive end. All right, okay. I was just wondering, as we yeah. prep for next week. We Don't, gotta... Yeah, I know, I know. We're going to have the Looney Tunes team, which yeah. <laughs> which, which, uh, which is hilarious. <laughs> Looney Tunes team. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have to dive into the annals here. We, I mean, we might cause... be at the head of the Looney Tunes team. <laughs> Yeah, us. exactly. Well, we definitely are. I mean, we're definitely. This is like Space Jam on the football field. You know, yeah. this is this is going to be a good challenge. Marvin the Martian, you know, has to make an appearance somewhere. You know, I mean, we're going to have some guys. But I digress. That's next week. Yeah. Um, Fortunately, I keep my feathers numbered for for just such an emergency. <laughs> I love that. Way to go, oh, Wesley. But Grady yes, Jarrett that, just buttoning it up. This guy, he plays with low pow, low pad level, but he's disruptive as all get out. I mean, he's one of these guys yeah. that – you remember the Super Bowl against um, uh, the Patriots a couple of years, a few yeah. years back? uh-huh. And he was the just like tearing Largest up. comeback ever? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was unbelievable, yeah. though, the, the first half. He was just tearing it up. If I yeah, – that- yeah. Yeah, well, because you can't put hands on him. I mean, if you're the tackle, you know, to stay that low for that long, you're not going to win. Because when he's at full height, you're still bending down four to six inches just to stay with him. <laughs> if you you're 6'8". Yeah, if you're if you're six eight, it's even worse. Um, you know, he remind you know it, it's it's James Harrison height right with with like Aaron Smith capabilities. Yeah, if that makes that's, sense, that does. I that's, think that's, that's I think that's the best way I of like putting. That putting it but you know what i'm gonna put a bow on this segment wolf oh i didn't even realize we we were up against it man yeah we're all right we're already there listen we're having so much fun talking about this team and also the food that accompanies all of our analogies that it time flies time flies so we're gonna step aside one more time i'm not even gonna tell you where i'm going after this but i'll save that i you know i i don't even want to know because you know what it's better it's better when you just surprise me it's better that way (laughs) (laughs) you you are in the locker room he's craig wolfley i'm max starks we're here on the dial espn and snr radio is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Patterson who fumbled the last time he touched it. Cordero Patterson has a seam. Patterson splits it. Goodbye. Cordero Patterson, the ninth time in his NFL career. A house call on a kick. And, of course, that's Cordero Patterson, who just put the ninth one to rest. Too bad against the, the Bears last month. This guy is a legitimate problem, Max. And one of the things you got to know is they've only allowed him, that being kickoff teams, have only allowed him eight returns, I think it is, thus far 
because, you know, they're trying to bomb it away from him and everything else. He's still averaging 33 and a half yards a kickoff return. He doesn't even have enough kickoff returns to qualify as a, as a leader because you got to have like a minimum of 25 attempts. The guy who's who's got the minimum or, you know, who's leading the league is, I forgot who it is, but he's at 25 yards. This guy is eight yards over, always, always able. And here's the problem that I look at and go, you're talking about uh, we got a kicker right now, Matthew Wright. Done a good job, you know, no problem. But he's only kicked or kicked touchbacks 25% of his kickoffs. The Wizard of Boz is at 51%. Boy, you'd love to have the Wizard back for this one, wouldn't you? Yes, we yeah, we need Mr. Wizard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or, you know what? Matt Wright, the science guy, you know, figure it out. Matt you know, Wright, go a little Bill Nye. <laughs> yeah. You know, just figure it out. I mean, you know, I think the biggest thing is is that you're not going to get enough leg to uh, to develop the the constant booming. I mean, is it technique? Is it just leg power? I don't know. But if you are Matthew Wright, here's the one thing I will say: don't line drive it. Yeah. Just don't line oh, drive it. No. Try no. thinking that you can get it out the back of the end zone. Man, if I just put a little extra leg into it, you know, maybe it'll it'll get to the back of the end zone, and then Cordero Patterson catches it out of the back. And your your coverage unit has not even made it 20 yards down the field. That's the worst case scenario. So if I'm Matthew Wright, one of the things I'm thinking of, how can I create hang time? Like how can I get the ball lofted up enough to where Cordero Patterson cannot burn me? Um, you know, by kicking it short. Right. So creating hang is going to be a key element. Or directional kicking um, might be something to consider as well uh, because. Yeah, he is absolutely snake-like lethal uh, on the back end if you give him a chance to return. You know, I was watching – I don't know if you saw the kickoff return that he ran against the Bears, but I'm telling you what, man, this dude, he's 31. The acceleration, when he split the seams on a, on a couple of the guys trying to squeeze their lanes, and there was just – I mean, you could see where it's like it's like watching – a crashing wave come back in and somebody like a surfer is trying to get out of the tube, you know, when they're yeah. surfing and you, you're like going, is he going to, is he going to beat the crashing wave or is the wave going to swallow him? And watching that kickoff return was exactly like that. I thought certainly it looked like the defender was going to be able to squeeze him and take him down before he was able to exit that, that seam, that lane, that silo, whatever you want to call it. But Gadzooks, the man would accelerate. I'm going, that, that that guy's 31 years old. That's pretty impressive stuff. I mean, Cordero Patterson actually proved Aaliyah right. AJ ain't nothing but a number. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, it's not even close. Um, I mean, he runs like he's a rookie second-year guy, which is normally most of your punt returners are usually younger guys that you bring in unless they are just absolutely, you know, established and the other guy I think of that he reminds me of Devin Hester oh same yeah. type of yes. dude as Devin Hester and it is not even close um what about Jacoby you know, and, Jones is he another guy that comes to mind he, he he's good I mean but I I, I wasn't prefer in the same league guys, you think huh you wasn't said the, what he's wasn't a, the same he's caliber a, yeah he's at the lower end of that category you know, um, what about the what, – what's the well, – X Factor. What was his name from uh, Kansas City Chiefs? Uh, uh, I can't think of his name. Oh. X Factor. Me. I can't remember. Yes. All I can think of is Pre-Stones right now, and it's not Pre-Stones. Yeah, no. Um, Dante Hall? God, anyway. Yeah, there we go. Dante Hall. Oh, there we go. 
Thank you, Wesley Euler. You can't the pitch to Johnny. You just That's pitched why to they Johnny on that bucks, one. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we pitched to Johnny. That's right. <laughs> but, yes, Dante Hall. I put him in that same category as well. Um you know, and then Man, I think Jacoby Jones get. is kind of a – yeah. So, so I think that's where you're looking at that, and that's the guy he, – he determined he, – he demands that type of respect. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, don't kick to him, Matthew Wright, low and hard. Figure out hang time. That's all I'm saying, but hang time. Hang time. Hang time. Well, here's the thing. The good thing is it's in a dome. So, if you got the air Last conditioning to your back – yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but it, it, <laughs> yeah. maybe we can get the the air conditioning. You know, maybe it's at our, our back one time. You know what they used to do in old Riverfront, they, because they what? had down at the old, in Cincinnati Riverfront Stadium. When we would be coming a certain way, if the wind was blowing right, they'd lift up one of the gates in one of the end zones behind the end zones, and the wind would come rushing through. And nobody understood where it was coming from. It was coming from the fact that guys lifted some of those 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 gates, you know, uh, in the stadium yeah. wall. And you know that that wind would be in your face all of a sudden. And, and it's like, hey, wh- dirty, where did this come from? Oh, that's bangles. that was yeah, that was the Cincinnati bungles. Yeah, exactly. Dirty cats. Oh dirty yes. Cats. Yes. No, but I, I, but I think that that's one of the biggest because I was about to say I would love to see you up on a ladder trying to <laughs> <clears throat> like adjust the vents. You know how you have like the right. vent where you could determine the direction with the little metal thing in the corner. <laughs> yep. I love Wolf just like pregame, like nothing just, to see here, guys. No. <laughs> just going about my so business. I'm strapped in. I got my safety harness on. No, I'm good. Just going to check the airflow. It's a little hot. You know, want to make sure it's a little cooler for everybody. Nobody's in here yet. You can just see that, but no. I mean, but that that was a, and that, that's the reason why I brought it up was because Monday night was in a dome. Yeah. And what did we see from the kick return unit? Woo, they averaged uh, of the forty-five opponent. yards a kick yes. on five. Yes. Bummer. So coverage unit, I'm putting a lot on you, but I'm putting even more on Matthew Wright. Directional hang time yep. is the key word, or I should say phrase, because that's three words. Directional. <laughs> Hang time. Well, unless you just when cram doubt, hang and hang time, time together, you know you could. Yeah, still you know, cram it could be one. It could. It could be one. I mean, you could just take the space out of it. Maybe, yeah, I or think, a little, you know, That would yeah. work. No, no, that works. So it's two words then. Directional. <laughs> hang time. Hang time. <laughs> hang time. I like that. <laughs> oh my! God. All right. Well, our we hang time's almost over. Huh? <laughs> yeah, we we we've hung our time now, so <laughs> we're going to step aside because we have what coming up next hour? Oh, we got the power hour, baby! Boom. That's right. Strap in for the power hour. We're going to give you a little bit more. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into this matchup against the Falcons. You are in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN and SNR Radio. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. 
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.